Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, the big Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament and other events at Alternate Universe's Bluebell in East Norton, Pennsylvania. I'm going to go through the tournament. I'll go through the featured matches. This happened yesterday as I record this, February 24th. I'll start with the tournament. There were 27 players that were in the tournament. They played five rounds of Swiss. Afterwards, they cut to a top eight. The players that made the top eight were, and I'm going to go through this in the opening match order. So the first two I mentioned are in the first match, second two are in the second match, so on and so forth. We have Tim Riley, who went undefeated in the Swiss rounds, versus John Eldis. We had Bob Dunn versus Steve Resk. We had John Polverino versus Ethan Ehrlich, Blackstar. And we had Candyman Dan, Daniel Hughes versus Samuel Lacoste, who afterwards joined Star Maker Productions. The winners of those matches were John Eldis, Johnny Eldorado, the SRG BOSS Steve Resk, Press 1P John Pulverino, and Samuel Lacoste. Those matches, by the way, were Liger's Den matches. They streamed the Bob Dunn versus Steve Resk match. It was a great match, very intense match, with Steve Resk taking the victory, as I just mentioned, and moving on to the semifinals. The semifinals matches were steel chain matches. We have John Polverino playing as Professor Leonardo Maguette versus Samuel Cost playing as RVD in an unstreamed match that went all the way to crowd meter five. Great match from what it sounded like in the background of the stream with John Polverino taking the victory. The other match, Johnny Eldorado playing as the original Papa Wheelie versus Steve Rask playing as the original Terror Skull. This was streamed. It went to crowd meter two. The winner at crowd meter two, Steve Resk. So Steve Resk versus John Polverino in the finals. Two top players. Last competitor standing. For those of you who aren't familiar with last competitor standing matches, in a last competitor standing match, there are 10 breakout rolls per finish roll breakout roll cycle. I believe as the crowd meter goes up, you will break out if you roll your highest printed skill, your highest 10. I'm just going from memory here. There's also a special finish for each breakout roll. The person that hit the finish can target their opponent's hand, discard pile, both of those randomly, or the top card of the deck. And as the match goes on, they can target more cards per breakout roll. If they happen to get a finish revealed, their opponent's finish revealed, that finish is removed from the game. At crowd meter zero, John Polverino breaks out, but Steve Resk targets the discard pile, randomly reveals John Polverino's strike finish, so that gets removed from the game. The match progresses on to crowd meter two. At crowd meter two, Steve Resk hits the finish. Ten breakout rolls. John Porvino cannot break out in ten, and 
so the SRG BOSS wins the first ever Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament. Congratulations to Steve Resk for his victory. This is his second time winning a Creative Competitor Tournament. There were also a number of featured matches at this event. I only managed to catch one of them on stream. The rest I did not get to see, but I will give you the results as they were given to me. I'm going to give these out in no particular order. I'll start with the Intergalactic Championship match. The champion going in, Larry Tiblis, the Tartan Terror. The challenger, Wait For It Chopper, a.k.a. Brian Wait For It Schmidt. They faced off in a no-disqualification Tornado Tag Team match. Now, Tornado Tag Team matches are normally no-disqualification, but I'm mentioning that because Brian Schmidt told me specifically it was a no-disqualification match. In this match, the challenger plays as the Wait For It. This is the Tornado Tag Team featuring Brian Wait For It Schmidt and Swim Files dressed up as characters from the X-Files versus the Tartan Terror playing as the Tornado Tag version of My Girls. This match does not go past Crowd Meter Zero. At Crowd Meter Zero, Wait For It Chopper hits his finish. Rolls over 20, but because of the circumstances of the cards hit and the cards in play, Tartan Terror could break out if he rolled his printed submission, his 20. He did not, and so the winner, new intergalactic champion, Brian Wait For It Schmidt, Wait For It Chopper. Congratulations to Wait For It Chopper for becoming the new champion. The next featured match I'll report on, the Bluebell Championship. The champion going into the event, the prize fighter Simon Dabner, defending here with Commissioner Drew Madsen. The challenger, main event Brett, playing as the Mass Llama. This match goes to Crowd Meter 2. The winner at Crowd Meter 2, still champion, the prize fighter. Congratulations to Simon Dabner for a successful defense. There was a defense of the DWA championship. This is the World Championship from the Alternate Universe's home store. The champion, the star maker Everett Stevens, playing as player of the era, taking on challenger, faction mate, the prize fighter Simon Davner, playing as Brett the Metalhead. This match goes to Crowd Meter 2, the winner, still champion, the star maker. After this, the star maker has another defense of this championship, this time, Versus main event Brett playing as Kota Ibushi. This match doesn't go past Crowd Meter Zero. The winner, still champion, the Star Maker. Congratulations to Everett Stevens for two successful defenses. There was also a membership ring match, a series of membership ring matches between the SRG Boss and JVD. I normally don't report on membership ring matches, but this was a big feud built up especially on behalf of JVD, so I'll talk about it here. The SRG BOSS in these matches, from what I was told, played as the newest version of himself, the foil-only version of himself. JVD played as Kenny Omega. It was a best-of-three series. It went all three. The winner winning 2-1, to one, the SRG BOSS. And then the final match of the night. 
the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The challenger, Jeremy Steigerwald, a.k.a. Practicite, playing as one of his favorite competitors, Tommy Stilwell. The champion, the star maker, Everett Stevens, playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo. In a match that goes to crowd meter one, with, I would say, Jeremy Steigerwald getting the advantage on turn rolls and capitalizing on that advantage to become the new LFF World Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations to Jeremy Steigerwald for your victory. This is his first time ever holding this prize, and I'm looking forward to seeing how his reign as champion goes. That was everything that happened yesterday, February 24th, at Alternate Universe's Bluebell for the Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament. CCC News. We have the field for the 2024 Creative Competitor Competition. From WWX, the wrestling school run by the caveman, we have Rockstar Joey Sins and Chris Angel. I'm somewhat surprised that we did not get more WWX people considering how much that was hyped up. They at one point mentioned it could be as many as one WWX competitor versus one non-WWX competitor. It could be that ratio. Clearly that didn't happen. The other contestants, and by my count, there are 16 other contestants, which makes this the smallest field ever. Last year we had 19. This is one less with 18. The contestants in no particular order are the Long Island legend, JAC, vote for JAC, Rambo Apocalypse, Dale Kessel, Mr. Rumble, Ron Rumble, Miso Valiente, Valientes, not 100% on what that is. It was pronounced both ways. Jason Longstacks, Ranger Dangerfield, the Masked Llama Black, The Professor, El Rebelde de Uchalili, Damon Day, Game Master, De Oro, Demon Johnny V, Cole Bradley, and Rowdy Ron. Those are the 16 people outside of WWX that will be in this year's Create a Competitor competition. Again, I'm supporting JAC. I encourage you all to support him as well. Hopefully he can get back to the finals and win this year. We will see. As far as the actual matches that are going to take place, no details about that. All we know is these 18 people will make up the field for this year's CCC. Calace Cup news. Calais Cup was originally supposed to have 64 players. They expanded the field to 80. These 80 are going to start off in group stages. 16 groups of 5 players each. Each player will have to play the other 4 in their group. Top 2 records per group will advance to the round of 32. I went through all the stipulations starting in the round of 32 earlier. I'll go through those again as we get into the round of 32. Right now, though, these are standard singles matches from what I understand. Deck lists for this tournament are due February 25th before midnight, before it changes from the 25th to the 26th. That deadline will 
most likely have passed for most of you listening. From what I understand, this is the deadline for your deck list for the entire tournament. So all the stipulations outside of the semifinals and the finals have been announced, allowing players to take those into account when they're building their deck list because this deck will be the deck they use from what I understand for the whole tournament. There is also diversity in this tournament. What is diversity? There will not be duplicate competitors in the top cut. Let me give you an example. Say three people play a snake pit in this tournament. Each one in a different group. All three, based on their records, are in the top two for their group. Only the best record will move on. So if you add one 5-0, and oh, two 4-1s, the 5-0 and oh will go on to the round of 32. The next man up in the other groups will go on. They will be replaced. Instead of being the first and second in those groups, it'll be first and third. What if there's a tie? If there's a tie, John Calais, the LFF general manager who's running this, will come up with some form of tiebreaker. We don't know what that is. Could be some kind of triad match. It all depends on the circumstances. Speaking of tiebreakers, like I said, the deadline, February 25th. If a deck list is late, the penalty will be that if you are in a tiebreaker match, you will automatically lose. You automatically lose tiebreakers if your deck list for Calais Cup is late. So make sure to get that in on time. If you happen to hear this before the deadline, if not, I hope you got it in on time. That's what I have about Calais Cup. Those are the big stories outside of the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. A couple of odds and ends. The next big in-person event happening that I'm aware of, Long Island Tabletop Expo, April 6th through April 7th. Tickets are $50 for both days, and then there are single-day rates, child rates, family group rates. Check out that website. I believe it's litabletop.com for that information. Just look up Long Island Tabletop. It should come up right there on a web browser, on a search engine. Tag Team News. I've been reporting on the General Manager Candy Mam Tag Team Tournament. It was going to be just business versus higher class in the finals of that tournament. The winner would get a shot at the Animal Kingdom for the Tag Team Championship. This is the Faction Tag Team event. The finals of that event has been replaced. Instead, both finalists will get a shot at the Tag Team Champions in a triad Tag Team Championship match. March 10th, the Animal Kingdom will have to defend against both Just Business and the higher class. Kirk Polka and Bob Dunn representing Just Business, the Grump and Funtime Bob representing the higher class, take on the Cheetah and Le Penguin. March 10th is a Sunday. So expect that to be sometime on Sunday Night Fights, although nothing has been officially announced for Sunday Night Fights. I reported previously the finals for this tournament was scheduled to be today, February 25th as I'm recording this, likely on Sunday Night Fights. Obviously now that's not happening. 
We are still supposed to have a Tri-State Tag Team Championship match Tuesday, the 27th, where the Lords of New York, Jason Foisson, the New York Phenom, and Lord of the Dance, will defend against the Italian Bombada and Google Docs Dan. As far as I know, that match is still happening this Tuesday. With that, let's talk about the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. I'll start Monday. The Big Picture Premium put on their newest pay-per-view event. No name as far as I'm aware. Two matches on the card. The opening match. Long Balls Larry as himself taking on the Misfit as Matt Cardona. Standard singles match goes to Crowdmeter 3. The winner at Crowdmeter 3, the Misfit. Congratulations to the Misfit for winning the opening match. The final match was for the Hollywood Heavyweight Championship. In a main event stipulation match, challenger Jorjito International Cool, playing as Najamai, takes on champion Eddie Fury, playing as himself. This match goes to crowd meter four. The winner at crowd meter four, still champion, Eddie Fury. Congratulations to Eddie Fury for a successful defense. Afterwards, it is announced that the next challenger for Eddie Fury will be the winner of the other match Monday night, the Misfit. The Misfit will challenge Eddie Fury for the Hollywood Heavyweight Championship sometime in March. Date and time not announced yet. That was the Big Picture Premiums match card. We also Monday have Monday Night Fights. This was the old school edition. You could only use competitors that were released in one of the two old school pack waves. They had 20 players in this tournament. Group stages to start. Four groups, five players per group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. No stipulations, as far as I'm aware, in this tournament. The semifinalists were Mark Perry, playing as Cyclone, and the Cheetah, playing as Hornet. Both of these, of course, from the old school packs. Your finalists were Chris Pate, playing as Cyclone, and Shugonomics, playing as the Dive Bar Bard with the winner, Chris Pate. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning with Cyclone. One of three Cyclones that made the top cut. Cyclone, very popular, considered one of, if not the best competitor from the old school packs. Next, Monday Night Fights will be a Strike 10 and Submission 10 competitor only event. You have to play a competitor that has either a printed strike of 10 or a printed submission of 10. That's taking place Monday night. It's not currently on Supershowthegame.com. No events are, but it has been announced that will be happening Monday. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday night fights. 16 players here, four groups, four players per group, top two records per group advance to the top cut. The quarterfinal round, there was no stipulation marked on challenge. Likely, it is New York rules. They almost always open with New York rules. Semifinal matches were dark matches. The finals match was a buddy building match, which was announced 
in advance of the tournament. Your top four here were in fourth place, Sofa King, Eddie Fury playing as the Sofa King. In third place, Chris Pate playing as the new version of X-Royce. Your finalists were Yasmin playing as Macho Mani and Trey Cantrell playing as Johnny T with the winner, Trey Cantrell. Congratulations to Trey Cantrell for winning Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were four matches on the card for Sunday Night Fights. The opening match was for the Veterans Championship. Challenger Jeff Phillips, playing as his creation, the Shogun, took on champion Mark Perry, playing as his creation, the competitor based on his daughter, Rara Perry. Standard singles match. It goes to Crowd Meter 1. The winner at Crowd Meter 1, still champion, Mark Perry. Congratulations to Mark Perry for a successful defense. There was a little bit of controversy in this match in that the challenger did not interpret the gimmick for Rara Perry correctly. And so it looks like that might have cost him the match. He definitely packed at least one card that did not work as intended because of that misinterpretation. We'll never know if the outcome would have been different had he adjusted his deck building based on the correct interpretation. But Mark Perry won. Congratulations to Mark Perry again for a successful defense. The second match of the night was the next match in the mini trios tournament to determine who will get the shot at the trios championship at Grand Gathering. We previously had the match between the big guy and Drew Madsen with the big guy winning. Drew Madsen will get a shot in March. The big guy will play the winner of this match to see who gets a shot at the Grand Gathering. The two competitors in this match were C-Mac, a.k.a. Prince Butters, a.k.a. Chris McMillan, playing as the Sheepish Inquisition, and Bobby, Mother Lovin' Ohio, playing as Brain Trust. In a long, entertaining, but long match that goes to Crowd Meter 2, the winner at Crowd Meter 2, who will face the big guy next week, sometime next week, to see who gets a shot at the Trios Championship at Grand Gathering 4. Bobby Ohio. Congratulations to Bobby Ohio for making the finals of the tournament. C-Mac not walking away empty-handed. He, from what I understand, will get a shot at the Trios Championship in April. So congratulations again to Bobby Ohio. Congratulations to C-Mac for still getting a shot. He may be the trio's champion walking into Grand Gathering 4. The third match of the night was for the United States Championship. This was a much shorter match. I believe the shortest match of the night. The challenger split playing as split. The champion, big match Pete, playing as Johnny T. In a match that doesn't go past crowd meter zero, the winner, still champion, big match Pete. Big match Pete playing a generic finish, Frog Splash, rolling an 11. Split had to roll 10 to break out. Couldn't. Big Match Pete retains. Again, congratulations to Big Match Pete. The final match of the night, the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship match. The challengers 
the team that won the tag team tournament at Gen Con 2023, Baked Outdoors. Sherry Von Danish playing as Danhausen, the Great Outdoors playing as Ariel Lipstick. They take on champions, New Hotness. Mitchell Manja as Chloe Mai, and the G-O-A-T, Brock Smith, playing as Scott Prime. This was a good match. It went back and forth. It went to Crowdmeter 3. The winners at Crowdmeter 3, still champions, the New Hotness. Congratulations to the New Hotness for a successful defense. As far as future tournaments, I talked about Monday Night Fights. Last I looked, the Super Show, the game website, had not been updated about online events. But I expect there to be a Thursday night tournament. And I expect Dojo Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. I should also mention this. I talked about Long Island Tabletop. Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo is going to be the weekend afterward. April 12th through April 14th. SRG Universe should be there. No official news yet, but if you're interested in going, tickets are on sale now. $70 for all three days. And then there are single day rates. There are VIP tickets. Check that out. It's at the Vaughn Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.